0: It's
1: the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X92 Nights, X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Thursday, May 11th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. We're going to have to be pretty quick about this here because we've got to turn the studio over to Justin right away. got to get
0: the freak out of here.
1: Busy morning yep. interviews. Um, I was. We were in the process of sending out uh, invitations to party leaders in Alberta ahead of this election. Yeah. Hoping to book some of those interviews. See, we don't have like a, a producer who books the interviews for us. No, we right? do it. We do, we do that all. Yeah. So you get an email from us if, yeah. you're, if there's an uh, interview request. So we're just going to get right into the podcast here pretty quick. We got the second part of last week's conversation with uh, the dude from Hawks, the police officer who works up in the helicopter. Cop- yeah, we Liga. do. Um, I, heard, I heard someone use a phrase completely wrong or just make his own up. We're going to talk about your preference, cans, bottles, or draft beer. Another thing you can't look cool while doing how Mother's Day and brunch became synonymous mm-hmm. there's about to be an explosion of a new uh, fan base we'll talk about that And etymology. The radio epidemic re- returned hard this week. It did uh, Sean is going to fill a hole in a market there's a There's a gap that she thinks she could be the one to uh, to jump in there yep. And some funny things I overheard at Little League after your out of context clip of the show.
0: Christina Aguilera.
1: Cal D. Clutterbuck. The
0: Beckler and Shauna Podcast.
1: I would like to bring a new segment to the show, if I could, potentially recurring segment okay. to the show. Uh, and I'm calling it Things I Overheard Coaching Little League. Oh, good. So I'm one of the coaches on Bo's baseball team this year. He is eight, and some of the kids on the team are unintentionally hilarious. And, I mean, baseball, of course, it's got a very slow pace to it, right? Right. So there's lots of of time for chatter.
0: Lots of downtime. Compared to other sports, there's lots
1: of talking to each other. And uh, the other night at our game, I wrote down the two funniest things that were said to me. So when we got there, um, I was warming up with one player in the field, this little guy, and we're throwing the ball back and forth. And he says to me, so it looks like WestJet's going to strike, hey?
0: (laughs) What the hell? How old are these kids? He's like eight. That's amazing. I
1: was like... Uh, Yeah, it is. Cause it is kind of looking that way. Hey, uh-huh. how did you know that? And he's like, I heard it on the news. So he was just he just wanted to bring some wow adult conversation to that our time is together.
0: Hilarious <laughs> trying to trying to relate to the adults. Okay, and he cool. just
1: said it like so matter of factly. Like oh that's what he talks about all the time. Yeah, it looks like WestJet's gonna strike. That is amazing. So funny. Oh man. Uh, and then there's a there's, there's another kid on our team, pretty high energy, and he was uh, he was in the on deck circle. And he's just swinging the bat, kind of dancing and talking to us and stuff. And me and the other coaches are standing around, and we're like, all right, like watch the pitcher. Get your timing down, you know, and see yep. how he's throwing the ball and when you're going to swing. And he says to us, what's your favorite type of grain? And we all look at each other. We're like, What? What? Grain? different is... type of gra- grain? Where did like, you find these kids? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I was like, I'm a big flax guy myself. Holy I really crap! Like some flax over here.
0: This sounds like lizard children. Children that are <laughs> trying so... to relate to humans. You know, just like it's so funny. Holy crap! That's really funny. I
1: got to start writing down more of the things they say because yeah. they just, uh, yeah, they're so funny.
0: Kids in Little League say the darndest things. Yeah. That's the new say- segment. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Da, podcast. I'm pretty sure I found my new calling.
1: What's that, Shauna?
0: The, the new Marie Kondo.
1: The new Marie Kondo. Do you
0: remember her? She was of the one who, like, yeah, she went through that whole thing of like decluttering your life and cleansing your life and making everything very simple. And
1: she was a cultural sensation. She truly was. Was that right at the beginning of the pandemic? I think everyone it, was like stuck in their places and they're like, all right, I'm going to get rid of all this stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. It was around that time I yeah. think. But uh, since then, it's funny. She's had a kid and she's admitted that her house is not nearly as clean as it used to be. So she's really? kind of <laughs> reneged on her own whole idea, which is really funny.
1: Wouldn't that be something to see inside her place? Is just oh a mess. I think just
0: it is. <laughs> like she, she can't keep a tight ship anymore with the kid around. She's admitted this. So I was like, I could step in because, as you know, uh, I've been... Uh, in the process of moving mm-hmm. and uh, my place that I'm going to is half the size of this one. So I've become an expert at purging and cleansing and cleaning my place and I think I'm pretty good at it. You kind of
1: have to be, hey?
0: You, you have to be. I've become very skilled though and I was like, maybe I could be the new Marie Kondo. Step in for her and be like, I, I'll, I'll help you with this. So you're saying- I can get rid of your stuff.
1: There's a gap in the market. Yes. And you need to fill that gap. And that's it. All right. You just
0: call me Purge Tankian. <laughs> Mercedes Cleanse, you know? Martin Clean Tidy Dome a Clean Age Dirtbag <laughs>
1: Harvey Wine Clean
0: Mike Klentz is, is instead of Pence that's a stretch Clean Latifa,
1: LaClenza
0: <laughs> The Late Clean Elizabeth <laughs> Clean Simmons
1: Billy Corganize <laughs>
0: <laughs> Clean clean, Brody
1: Walk Clean Phoenix Oh my god
0: Pristina Aguilera
1: <laughs> Cal D. Clutterbuck. That's pretty good.
0: <laughs> Martin Bro Purge. <laughs> this, I live in the Purge Khalifa. Okay, President Joe tied it up.
1: <laughs> Boom. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Well, all of the radio shows in the city uh, were given a gift this week, an absolute gift.
0: Yes, they were.
1: The release of this year's Midway Food at Stampede. <sighs> That's a big one. It's a big one. For some shows, it's I think huge. they probably looked at that and they're like, well, that's our content for the rest of the week. We're good now. That's what we'll be talking about.
0: That is the thing that happens. Wednesday, yeah.
1: Thursday, uh, yeah. Friday.
0: Yep. There's so many foods to get through. You have to, and of course you have to try them all.
1: Right? You gotta, or you have to have the intern try the wacky ones, Ab- right? Absolutely. So, yes. Yeah. There's always a wacky food on the menu. There's midway. always a wacky food. What is the wacky food this year?
0: Uh, the, the, Well, there's ketchup ice cream. That's a wacky one. That's
1: the interns going to be trying that one. Yeah,
0: absolutely. The peanut butter pickle hot dog. Yeah. Cricket El Caron thing. Yeah, that's a big one as well.
1: Radio just eats this up, don't they? Yeah. Oh, baby. To
0: be fair, like there's some foods that are intriguing on the list for sure. But, oh, man, when I see that list, I don't go, well, that's it for the week. I'm going to put my feet up and (laughs) we
1: dump the rest of our topics. We've got it all written. It's also yeah. really ripe for the radio epidemic, too, isn't it? Oh, it sure now, is. Now, we haven't talked about the radio epidemic in a while, so yeah. if you're new to the show, you might not know what that is, but there's this thing happening all over in radio right now where shows, they won't just talk to you like we're doing right now. Nope. They ask questions, yes, and then they want your response. Everything
0: to it. is a question.
1: Tell us about a time you did this, and yep. then they take calls. And even if the calls aren't good, they laugh like hyenas. Absolutely, that's what's going on right now. Yep. I, I forgot to mention. I, I was sent a few good radio epidemic topics by friends of the show. Oh, good. Um, Monty, who lives up in Edmonton, he was listening to a different station up there, and he said they were. The question was, how often do you wash your pajamas? And I just don't I don't see how the responses to that could be interesting to anybody.
0: Yes, because there are stations that do this very well, where the responses are interesting. You can elicit some interesting responses, and that's very different. Whereas other times, it's like a simple yes or no answer, or yeah. like a one-word answer. And it's just like, I don't know how that...
1: I only wash my pajamas once every three weeks. <laughs> like that, how is that... <laughs> what? Yeah. So there was that mm-hmm. one. Uh, and then friend of the show, Amelia, said her husband has been listening to us for years and he started sharing our podcast with her. And she said she has since made the switch over. So nice. After morning discussions of broken glass stories and potty training nightmares on the other station, I've made the switch. Thanks for talking about actual stuff and not asking people to call in and tell talk about how they broke a glass once. So I guess that was a real topic that she heard. Tell us about a time you You broke broke a glass. glass. How did you break a glass? Oh,
0: wow. (laughs) Okay. Well, You know what, again? You know what, dude? Maybe there's some really good broken glass stories out there. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, maybe.
1: Oh, what's the craziest thing you've ever eaten? Mm. 2389929. Nine, no, two, no, nine, no, wacky.
0: Two, what's the wackiest thing one,
1: you've ever eaten? Oh, wacky. What's the wackiest oh, thing you've sorry. ever eaten? The and
0: Shauna Podcast.
1: Etymology with Shauna.
0: So, yesterday we talked about the etymology of getting up on the wrong side of the bed. Yes. And when we're talking about that, uh, basically what it was is if you get up on the left-hand side of the bed, it's seen as bad luck, and lefties are always seen as bad luck. And then we talked about self-paws, which yeah. is another word for being a lefty, and it's like, where did that come from?
1: Because everything then, left was evil, right was good, yes, right? still so. still is. A lot of people
0: see me as a lefty as
1: evil, and it's fine. So, what is the... The etymology of Southpaw.
0: So, some think it comes from ballparks in relation to the sun. So, I guess in the late 19th century, ballparks were laid out so that the pitcher looked to the west when facing a batter. Okay. So, the throwing arm of a left-handed pitcher would then be to the south.
1: Was it laid out that way so that the fielders weren't looking into the sun because the sun moves from east to west across the sky like along south, right? Yes,
0: which makes logistical sense when you think about it. Yeah. Especially now when you see baseball games that are played and that's not the case. And yeah, the ba- right. fielders are in blinded by the sun. But then on the other hand, the batter is blinded by the sun. So it doesn't really matter. But
1: So a left-handed pitcher... Their left shoulder, their throwing arm, is out towards the outfield, which would be south.
0: Yes, the south is the, which is why they think south huh. paw perhaps became a thing. There's another theory, though. Um, it actually came from boxing, is the other theory. Okay, and in the coverage of a prize fight in 1860, the New York Herald reported that left hander David Woods planted his south paw under his opponent's chin.
1: And that was the first instance of it being and used? And
0: that's the first instance of being used. So some people are thinking that it originated with this article talking about the Southpaw. I always thought it would make more sense if it was like a right-handed boxer. Then, you know, your, your hook comes from underneath, your which uppercut. is South, right? Your uppercut. Yeah, so,
1: South is down. The, yeah. Nobody
0: knows that. So I was like, maybe that's why. But So these are the different theories. And there's competing people that think one or the other is correct. So it's perhaps one or the other. It's baseball or boxing. Could go either way.
1: I think it was Bilbo who said that he likes traveling south because it always feels like you're walking downhill.
0: It was not Bilbo. I
1: think that was Bilbo. That was not the first that use of Southpaw. Bilbo Baggins. Cool. <laughs> not of Southpaw, but just that south is down. Right, okay. Yes.
0: Oh, right. So Bilbo determined so Okay. No more Lord of the Rings. Etymology with Shauna, the Beckler
1: and Shauna podcast. I just have to make a quick apology. Uh, earlier, th- earlier this hour, I said that it was Bilbo Baggins, yeah, who said that walking south feels like walking downhill. Mm-hmm. It was actually Treebeard. I got yep. a flurry of messages correcting me about that, and uh, and I I feel shame. I yeah, feel you should a great deal of shame. I can't I've, believe it. Ah, I will punish myself. Don't worry. I uh, will definitely. Punish I was going to. I'm
0: glad you brought it up because I was going to bring it up in a much bigger forum later. I still oh. might. Yeah, we might have some punishments and coming up. You'd for be sure. right to
1: do it. I, I know. I deserve whatever's coming my way here after yep. a flub like that.
0: Yeah. What an idiot! If You're going to bring up Lord of the Rings like that. You better make sure you get it straight. Gotta okay? get it right. Mm-hmm.
1: This is X mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Uh, earlier this week, of course, the Chicago Blackhawks won the NHL draft lottery. Sure did. So they'll have first crack at uh, Connor Bedard. Yes. And I'm. I'm predicting that you're going to start seeing a ton of Chicago Blackhawks jerseys around because of that. As soon as it's unveiled, what number Bedard will be wearing? Absolutely, you're going to see Blackhawks jerseys everywhere. Yeah, and with it, probably a whole new generation of fans of the Hawks. You're totally right. I mean, you did. The Hawks had a bit of a dynasty like ten years ago, but you didn't really see that like that explosion in fans because of it. And they no. had good players, but they didn't have like. You know, like the, the guy, right? Yeah. And any time throughout history in the NHL, a team has had the guy, there's a wave of fans that follow them. Totally. There's a lot of guys my age who are Pittsburgh Penguins fans because of Sidney Crosby. Yep. Now you see a lot of younger kids who are Oilers fans again because of McDavid. Mm-hmm. Before that, I mean, there, was, uh, there were a ton of Penguins fans back when Lemieux played, Lemieux and Jager. Yep. And no, and you're it,
0: right. It's crazy to think like that That player, that that, that franchise player that, that really does dictate the fans. Yep. Like,
1: How many like Terrys in their 40s and 50s right now love the Oilers because of Gretzky I know. in the 80s? And then even like my dad, the reason I'm a Boston Bruins fan is my dad was a fan of Bobby Orr. His dad was a Leafs fan, but my dad, along with a lot of you know, young guys his age were excited about Bobby Orr, so... It's crazy that one guy can... Yeah. Like, it,
0: the, the amount of money that he's going to make for the Blackhawks.
1: Did you see that they Con made $5.2 $5. $5. million in season ticket yeah. sales in 24 hours after they won that lottery? I know. Yeah. yeah it's and that's crazy. Then you got to think about, like, the merchandising. Like like yep. I said, how many jerseys they're going to sell with his name on it.
0: They're just seeing the dollar signs. Yeah. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Yep.
1: And yeah. then there will be fans for life because yeah. of that right like there will be a whole generation of chicago blackhawks fans because of that one draft lottery win yep which is really just it's wild to huge. think about isn't it
0: yeah the beckler and shauna podcast so this sunday is of course mother's day for those of you who uh forgot this is a nice reminder i thought you should probably get your mom something yes. as well at least give her a phone call something like that uh but i got thinking about it i was like why did brunch become synonymous with mother's day because when you think about all of the other different holidays, like brunch is never or not nearly as big as Mother's Day. Like the odd Father's Day brunch I see the, now too. Yeah. But, but it is a Mother's Day thing. Like if you talk about Mother's Day, everybody talks about brunches. Every place has their Mother's Day brunch going on. You're right. I was like, I Why? never thought about
1: that. Why? How did that come to be?
0: I looked into it a little bit because I was trying to figure it out. So I guess brunch was invented by a British writer in 1895 he wrote about it he wrote about his desire to have this new meal and he said this meal would allow you to enjoy a light late night on saturday and then sleep in on Sunday and still be able to have a luxurious meal by skipping breakfast. Okay. Okay. And that was kind of his reasoning behind it. Sound logic. Yeah. And that was, again, in Britain, like the Sunday dinner was always the big event. So this was kind of trying to move it to a bit earlier on the Sunday. Um, it was seen as liberating for women, though, because when you think about it, then it's one less meal for them to prepare okay then when you want to treat mom she gets to sleep in a little bit because she doesn't have to prepare breakfast because again this was a time when the the woman was in the kitchen
1: and she was preparing all three meals yeah mama's making her own mother's day brunch mama's making her own brunch so she gets she got to make two meals instead of three that day two
0: meal instead of three and so yeah it was started as kind of a marketing thing to also let you relax you get to sleep in a little bit you do less chores Interesting, And so that's how it started is that kind of marketing and then all the restaurants picked up on that. Also, it was a money-saving thing because they said, you you know, you're making less meals, so it's good for that too. And it all kind of shifted into this liberation for women from there.
1: So there actually is a historical reason behind it. There is, yeah. Hmm, and that's how it became synonymous with Mother's Day too?
0: Yep, yeah, because it was was, always kind of a treat for mom then. She, yeah, got to sleep in, didn't have to do as many chores.
1: I was going to guess, like, is it just that you wrap Mother's Day up early? You know, like, let's get this all done by lunch and then everyone can still have the rest of their day. So, well, I am really, not. Yeah. so that's, Mom gets shafted, right?
0: Mom so, gets shafted. Yeah. Yeah. No, right. historically, no, but it also was hilarious that it was, no, no, you get to sleep in a little bit, but you should probably still be making your own brunch.
2: The Beckler and Shauna podcast.
1: The only other holiday I could think that is at all related to brunch is Easter. Yeah. Because people will go to church, yes. and then they'll go for brunch after church. They
0: were saying that the rise of brunch also came along when people became a little less religious, because then they weren't going to church so they could sleep in, and that's when they they oh. do brunch, too. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of history about brunch and
1: how it, how it came to be. But that's true, because, I mean, brunch is kind of... Or church is at prime brunch time, isn't it?
0: Yep, yep. Although a lot of people, I mean, still go after church, obviously. But yeah, that is uh, a big part of it, too. And they were saying, like, they were... Trying to market it to sell different foods and like all kinds of stuff. It's been used as an excuse to sell things in many different ways, what I learned. Big hash brown big, behind it. Definitely big big tater tots. <laughs> big yeah. Big brown. tots.
1: It's funny that there's never been a like a bridge meal really catch on between lunch and supper. There's no, there's no lupper. No. Or sun sh- We don't have a sun shoe. No the name sanchez is, is that's, that's why that's why yeah. <laughs> it's cuz you have to say i know a lot of people have talked menu. about
0: lupper before though i mean yeah. i mean i guess if you have technically when when i eat dinner it's probably in really lupper time it's 4:30 or so you know if they go the old people way then 4:30 is lupper really it's not it's not
1: dinner you know the hobbits had quite a few meals throughout oh the day oh my god they had breakfast second breakfast elevensies, lunch tea dinner supper Can't i we're not it. missing Bye. any of those Instead of Lord of the Rings, I will tell you about Shane Homes, specifically their communities of Legacy down south in Midtown, up in Airdrie. You know in Midtown, until May 31st, you can build a walkout Alston front drive model. And If you visit ShaneHomes.com, you can see what that house looks like, gorgeous place. Uh, In Midtown, starting from the 679s on select 34-foot canal green space lots and traditional lot lines. You can be right on the canal. For under 700000 bucks, which is pretty sweet. For more info, shanehomes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build.
0: The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Here's another thing you just can't look cool doing.
1: We're building a list of these things right now. We are. All the things that you cannot look cool doing. No
0: matter how hard you try, it just doesn't work.
1: Or how uh, cool you are. Absolutely.
0: Um, taking a selfie. Yeah. Every time I yeah. see... No, it's a little bit better if it's two of you. If it's you and somebody else and you're just trying to take the, the photo of both of you, that
1: yeah. I give a pass to. I agree. I don't think that, that that's uncool.
0: No. Uh, but when you're just standing alone, wherever you might be, and you've got your phone turned at you, and you're just trying to angle it, and you're trying to take a selfie, there's just no way of Incredibly cool uncool. doing that. It just... it's. Yeah. And then there's, I mean, there's the selfie stick, and that's just a whole different <laughs> level. <laughs> If you've got one of those, I'm like just get get that stick. That is get your ass up here.
1: Super okay. uncool. That is again bu- maybe a pass to like obvious tourists. Yeah, But even, even then, I mean, tourists have already accepted that they're uncool, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's true. You yeah, really you're should right. Just
0: lean into it, but yeah, it, two
1: people. Sorry, two people is fine. I agree with you yeah. because like you'll often see even you know someone asks a celebrity for a selfie and the celebrity will take the phone and hold up, take a photo of them the both. That's fine. Yeah. But if you get caught. Taking a photo by yourself. That's incredibly uncool.
0: And I see it like I've been biking along these bike paths and it's so funny because I've just been seeing so much of this happening and whoever it is is just like there with their their camera alone and they're just trying to take the selfies and it's always the weird angle and then your awkward smile and I'm just like, Uh, Okay, don't even
1: don't even try. I'm uncomfortable just thinking about it. Right? I know. Um for some of the videos that I post I do have to like film myself, and I'm incredibly self-conscious. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I hope nobody sees this because this is really uncool. I know it's you super know?
0: uncool. <laughs> it's yeah, super uncool. Like you, you just can't look cool when it? you're
1: filming or like photoing yourself. Yeah, but photos are bad. Just photos are bad. Selfies, <sighs> yeah. Like, what's my option? Set up a tripod. That's even worse. Yeah, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
0: It shows you're taking yourself a little too seriously. Exactly. No.
1: So get your ass out of here. Really uncool. Really uncool. Mm-hmm. That's like a lot of the videos you see online from these influencers and stuff. You're like, someone did this in public. Yes. And other people saw. Yep. Yep. Very uncool. Very
0: uncool. <laughs> Another one, and this Heroically is kind of a uncool. side, but also an iPad. Taking photos with an iPad. Ooh, and
1: then yeah, taking a selfie tough. with an
0: iPad, even worse.
1: That's just drawing a beacon. Oh, yeah. Uncool. Oh, uncool. man. Yep.
0: <laughs> The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. This is a dumb question, but do you prefer cans, draft, or bottle when it comes to your beer? Cans,
1: draft, or bottle. hmm uh, Or does it really matter to you? It does. Okay. It absolutely does.
0: Does circumstance matter or is it just it is generic you know which one?
1: Uh I got a pretty good idea of which one. Okay. Uh, draft first. Mm-hmm. Can second bottle a distant third? Oh, interesting. Sometimes I just have such a craving for a draft beer, and I don't get to go out often yep. to have them. So it's just and I, I, I want to drink it in three sips. Like it's, yep. it's that kind of feeling. You I know? agree.
0: Draft is always number one for me. It's funny though because I was I was laughing with a friend recently uh, when we were growing up. We were big fans of bottles of Bohemian. Oh. And it was, I mean, we were poor at okay. the time, so it was a really good deal. We could always get two, four for two, for of these bottles of Bow. But we were so devoted that, and again, maybe it's because of the type of beer it was, but we did not ever want the cans. It was only bottles. And we would bring it to my parents' boat access only cabin.
1: Jeez, so, that's heavy.
0: Even though <laughs> cans are obviously easier. Yeah. And then you can crush them and you yep. can bring them back. And when this boat access only cabin, you have to bring all of your garbage back with you. And we would still bring... Two fours, multiple two fours of bottles of bow. That's how committed we were.
1: That is committed. Oh yeah! Wow, you had to get your your bow in you, hey? We
0: sure did, yeah. And talking, people were made fun of us so much. They're like, "What do you mean you brought bottles? Like it's like camping? Why would you bring bottles camping? Yeah, you idiot!" Glass is
1: just a problem, hey?
0: And we used to be committed. That's what we used to do with bow. In my
1: head, and I don't know if this if science would back this up or not, but. It seems to me that you can get cans colder than you can get bottles. Mm, And when I think of canned beer, I think of like dumping a 2-4 into a cooler. Yeah. And then dumping a couple bags of ice on top of that to the point that the beers are buried. And then taking that camping... And those beers are just as cold as they can possibly be. And it's so nice.
0: Although a bottle that's really cold is amazing too. The thing with bottles though is I find it becomes skunky and that's the issue. So the minute that they do become a little too warm, you're like, "Mm, no.
1: The recycling is way more difficult with a bottle than a can. The other thing I don't like about bottles is uh, there's a higher higher chance of chipping teeth. That's true. Right? You get bumped while you're taking a sip of your bottle, you're going to chip a tooth. A lot more party tricks you can do with bottles though. True. Yeah. That's now, fair.
0: Open those bottles and showing showing off for party tricks. It's a big deal. That so. is fair.
1: And you know, if you ask me this question about pop, about soda pops, mm-hmm. I'd probably answer differently.
0: Mm, but when it comes to beer,
1: draft can bottle. In that order, bottles of bow. No,
0: I have a friend who bottles of Bud Light. He doesn't want the cans, he only wants the bottles, and he'll do that too. He'll go out of his way to bring up really two, four bottles of Bud Light. He prefers it that the way. Bottles
1: are such a pain in the ass. If you drop a can, it explodes. Mm. Not a huge deal. You drop a bottle, now you got a clean up of wet glass on your hands. That's and it's true. like, yeah,
0: bottle of Corona though, too. Like, again, situational. Like buckets of bottles of Corona rinds. So we have tropical times too. True. You slip a lemon in that and that's part of the
1: Corona experience. Clear glass is better than brown glass. Yeah. And green glass is not as good as clear glass. This is getting really dumb. This is getting intense. You know what? I'm also a little bit freaked out of bottles. My dad told me this story. He was at a party in like the seventies and this guy had a, a case of Canadian in the brown bottles and he took a sip and he's like, something doesn't taste right with this. And he went and dumped it out into the sink, and it was full of worms. So, just not being able to, you know, I don't know.
0: I mean, you can't see it with the cans bird. either, though, so that you doesn't with matter. can't see
1: cans either, that's true. But you Situational, is- this
0: is tough. I love all beer, how about that? The Beckler and Shauna Podcast.
1: I was at a store yesterday, and I overheard this this other customer talking to one of the employees at the store. And he's trying to make a decision, and he said, Alright, I'm going to scratch my bird on this, and then I'll come back tomorrow. And I I, I, al- I almost interjected. I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Did you just say you're going to scratch your bird, or... I don't think that's... I don't think that's, uh, that's the way the saying goes. It's no. saying no, that isn't mm-hmm. at all. What, what saying was he even thinking of? I don't know. Scratch my head? Or guess, did he... Maybe he Cole's has a physical bird?
0: bird at home. Maybe he's got a cockatoo,
1: <laughs> and that's how he does his best thinking. That's right? it. Yeah, he goes he home and he there, has to just, mm, yeah, mm.
0: rub under the chin of his his budgie, at home, and then he <laughs> makes it. And the bird just decision. loves it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: just twitching. Oh
0: yeah, you got more decisions to make there. Oh yeah.
1: No, more I don't. Mm. Your bird is your penis. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> going to go home and scratch my bird. You don't have to tell us this, sir. Yeah. What you do in the privacy of your own home is your business. This is far too much information for, <laughs> for us here. And then I'll come back tomorrow after scratch. After Actually, a good please don't scratch. make sure you wash after. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Question
0: Cops. Question Cops. If there's a question that you've had, let us know and we'll ask Chad. Question Cops. Question Cops.
1: Last week for Question Cops, we had Constable Kyle Poliga in studio. He works with Hawks, Calgary Police Services Helicopter Unit. He who's answering our questions, uh, so we'll we'll pick up where we left off with him. So, how how long have you been with CPS? I've been a police officer for fourteen years. Fourteen, and how long with Hawks? Six years. So, I imagine it's it's quite a bit different than the other type of policing that you've done.
2: You know, it's the same thing though, and you need that background, being a good patrol officer and doing different things in policing to be successful up in the helicopter because. Uh, what I do in the helicopters, I go to a lot of the critical instances. I'm going, even stolen vehicles, when we're moving around with these vehicles, It's they're, they can be volatile incidents because you've got someone that's potentially on drugs or on different substances yeah. driving around a stolen vehicle. We're now trying to get them into custody safely and keep the public safe. You have to have that experience from a police officer before to kind of help the guys out on the ground and set them up for success. So. What's the funniest thing you've seen from up there? <laughs> Ooh, uh,
1: that you can, that all you're allowed bad. to talk about. It's all about. bad. I don't know if I can say it all loud. Um
2: I don't know. You know what? I love when people wave at us. You get people like drunk and dancing sometime in the park on their own and they have no idea they're being watched. I always love stuff <laughs> like that. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So.
0: You do a lot of things I think if you, you didn't think of the helicopters by here. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anything, any misconceptions you would want to clear up about what Hawks does or you know what what things look like from up there anything that the public gets
2: wrong um you know I think most of the public's pretty good right like I think there's probably those that question why we have a helicopter and that it costs money to Mm -hmm. have a helicopter up there there's no doubt about that um I would probably question that myself if I was a citizen why are we paying for a helicopter to be up there and the answer is simple we look at officer safety and public safety. There are cities within Canada that don't have helicopters. Toronto doesn't have one and doesn't have that air support. But you look at some of the calls we've had around the country where we've lost officers or different things. If they had had that asset there, could it have made the difference? Mm -hmm. Uh, I could talk hypotheticals, but knowing what I know, yeah, I absolutely do think it could have either saved officers or member the public's life. You go North America wide for some of the calls we're seeing where we have people, either active shooters or people are running around with guns, people that are trying to kill the cops, we've seen that. Again, we go back to what I said earlier. If we know where that offender is and we can now slow things down and use tactics, it's the difference between officers living or dying. And the reason we have that helicopter is you guys are probably familiar with Constable Sonnenberg, which is why with the helicopter, you guys know that story? Yeah, we talked about yeah. that in the Heritage Moment one time, mm-hmm. didn't we? And it was yeah. his family who raised the money for the the first Hawks. Do I have time to go on that a little bit? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so 1993, we lost an officer in Calgary. I think a lot of Calgarians remember that. Constable Richard Sonnenberg was trying to lay a spike belt on Deerfoot Trail by Southland Drive. Back then, we didn't have a helicopter um we had no air support so we had seen a stolen vehicle they weren't members weren't pursuing it but the different members kept seeing the vehicle drive around at speeds of over 180 kilometers an hour is the way it was described to me by members so constable sonnenberg and his partner said well that's going to kill a member of the public and that's our job we got to get out there and stop it he was trying to lay a spike belt on deerfoot probably didn't see how quickly that vehicle was coming and it swerved and hit him and he was dead right away unfortunately and his sister, Lisa Stinson, Stinson sorry, i got to make sure I say that right, did an outstanding job. She came to us and said, if we'd had a helicopter, my brother, would he still be alive? And I don't know that answer, but I can tell you if we had a helicopter, maybe we could have said, hey, Rick, he's com- that car's coming too fast. It's coming at 180 kilometers. This is exactly where it is. Get out of the way. We'll belt him in another spot. And that could have saved his life. So she did a lottery. The citizens of Calgary stepped up and got us our first helicopter. And I'll tell you a cool story. Our first helicopter was a McDonnell Douglas helicopter. You ever seen Speed with Keanu Reeves, the movie? Yeah. Or the bus that you can't go over 60. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's a classic.
0: <laughs> great, great,
2: great one. Yeah. is yeah. a gem, right? So there's a helicopter that flies around in that movie. It's a black helicopter. That isn't even just the first type of helicopter. That is our first helicopter. Really? In oh, that's cool. It's the same helicopter. They finished filming that movie, and it came to Calgary. A cool story is it's all painted black in that, and the paint wasn't the right paint. It rained or something, and the paint got sucked into the engine and wrecked the engine. We got it with a brand-new engine that we weren't expecting.
0: Huh. Oh, nice.
2: So we got our first helicopter and it was so successful that we see the helicopter coming we got our two uh, pro- probably people remember the blue helicopters we had for a while the two ec120s and we just got two new helicopters it wasn't that we wanted new helicopters you put miles on a car you put hours on a helicopter they were houred out we had two of the some of the highest timed ec120s in the entire world We needed new helicopters just for general replacement. We have two new A-Star helicopters now that we got in 2020 and 2021, and they're an outstanding tool. So, We touched on this really briefly,
0: but you're talking about in the movies and TV shows, things that they get wrong. Is there anything else regarding helicopters that you're like, okay, or police? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: You know what? There's lots of stuff. Um... I've seen movies where they have police helicopters and they're trying to do things that you think would lose the helicopter, different things. Like Nicolas Cage and Gone in 60 Seconds. Have you seen that one where he loses him in the aqueduct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like There's some great stuff in there. And the honest answer is we don't work alone as the helicopter. No police officer works alone. We work as a team. We have other assets. We've got patrol units on the ground. We've got canine units. We have surveillance teams. We have the helicopter. We have tactical teams. We don't work alone. And that's the best part of the job is I work with some outstanding people and we work together, we are extremely successful.
0: You don't ever hang out at the helicopter at any point? <laughs> I
1: wish, I wish, yeah. Constable Kyle Poliga from Hawks, thank you so much for your time. And if you have any questions for a police officer, uh, Constable Chad Peterson will be back in likely next week. So go ahead and submit your questions. Anything you've wanted to know about policing or law enforcement, anything that's happened to you personally, Go ahead and get those questions into us and we'll pass them along on Question Cops. You've
0: been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast.
1: Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You
0: want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X 92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use.
1: Later. X After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome. It allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, fuck, they're going to say fuck.
0: Find X After
2: Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.